the funniest people I know. These are the funniest people I know. Said improv riffing, callers and sketches, characters and interviews, and then some more sketches. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest. These are the funniest. These are the funniest. These are the funniest people I know. Hello, world. Welcome to The Funniest People I Know. I'm George Kaloris, and here with me today is my very funny co-host, Abigail Williams. How's it going, Abigail? Going pretty good, George. How you doing? I'm doing all right. Alexandria is off this week because she's attending Beyonce's Outdoor Unmasked Family Reunion. (laughs) We hope she has a good time, enjoys some potato salad, and is back with us next week. Each week, we kick off the episode with a round of what's making you laugh. We're going to share a story and then pick one to dive into. Abigail, what's making you laugh this week? This week, what's making me laugh, if I'm honest, is the same thing I pitched last week. It's Florida felony, man. Oh, oh, that's really good. Um, Tell me what the subject of yours is. What's making me laugh is Prancer, the worst dog in America. Prancer, the worst dog in America. Is this a Christmas dog? It is not a Christmas dog. It is a chihuahua. Wow, I feel like I kind of need to hear that story, if I'm honest. How do we decide when it's just the two of us? I don't know. It's going to be need Alex. Um, I guess rock, paper, scissors. Okay. On okay, shoot. Ready. One, okay. two, three, shoot. We both did scissors. scissors. Okay. All right, let's try again. One, two, three, shoot. Okay, oh. you win. Oh, I won. What do you get if you win? This is easy because I know my story and I want to hear yours now. I just want you to know that in Florida, they really take the cake sometimes for craziness. Oh, Um, sure do. This is from the county that my sister lives in. She will often post stories from the sheriff's department's Facebook because they're always talking about these lunatics. The sheriff's department in this county roasts criminals. It's actually quite (laughs) hilarious. But this time they didn't have to roast anybody because an article did it for them. A Florida man was arrested in the parking lot of the St. Lucie County Detention Facility just minutes after he was bonded out of jail. (laughs) Police say that 37-year-old Casey Michael Lewis, who was charged with grand theft, left the facility and started to wander through the parking lot, looking through the windows and checking the door handles of cars to see if they were open. (laughs) Lewis was captured on a surveillance camera, opening the door of a silver vehicle and sitting in the driver's seat for a few minutes before getting out and attempting to see if any of the other cars in the lot were unlocked. An officer approached Lewis, and he claimed he was waiting for his girlfriend to pick him up. After being questioned further, Lewis was arrested and handed the officer a brown paper bag, which contained an iPhone 7, four packs of cigarettes, a lighter, one Visa bank debit card, a Florida driver's license, and $547 in cash. He was taken back to jail and booked on more burglary charges. He was released for a second time on an 11000 bond oh my god that is so funny you gotta have some balls and some gall to Mm -mm. get out of jail for theft and before you even leave the parking lot just do it again some people never learn (laughs) so much for prison rehabilitating people yeah i think this guy somehow missed it george no i'm still laughing at it that's really funny Abigail, the other thing that everybody's talking about, we're really not talking about these days, are the Academy Awards that were last weekend. Um, they were last weekend? 
Were you, I was about to ask, were you one of the <laughs> millions who did not watch? That's right. I'm a huge fan of the Academy Awards. I watch it every year, and this year I couldn't make it through. It was such a bad broadcast. What there was, was the, it? Nobody was there, right? I honestly so know nothing about it. They did it in a train station instead of the Kodak Theater. There was no host. There was no music. There were no clips of the nominees. What? The open, yeah, the opening number was Regina King looking fantastic walking down a hallway. Wait, why no clips? That's what everybody watches for. Especially when no one's seen the movies. It was just a really, really bad show, and I was really disappointed in them. And so I did the only thing I can do as a common person. I have written an open letter to the Academy. And if you don't mind, I'd like to read it here on our podcast. We have a platform, and I'd like to use it. Oh, I would love to hear this. Okay. Dear members of the Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts, and Sciences, you're dying. You are sick, <laughs> and you are dying, and is you need help. Is this the Republican Party, or is this <laughs> the Academy? <laughs> and this is speaking as what used to be a Republican back in the day. So <laughs> all the love and hate. I apologize that I interrupted. Please oh, continue. You. you are sick, and you are dying, and you need to get help before it's too late. I say this from a place of love. I'm a longtime fan of the Academy Awards, or as they're colloquially referred to, the Oscars. I've watched the Academy Awards every year since I was a young child. In high school, I arranged Oscar betting pools. In my early 20s, I'd host lavish Oscar parties with red carpets and themed menus. I'm the guy who you have on your trivia team for movie trivia and Oscar trivia. For 20 years, I have watched every single Academy-nominated Best Picture. I pilgrimaged to L.A. years ago and snuck into the Kodak Theater while they were setting up for the awards. And Variety Magazine even named me an awards oracle, not one, not two, but three years in a row. I say this to illustrate that I'm a fan. What does that mean? I successfully predicted the Academy Award nominees three years in a row, and I won this fake award. That's a real award. In my book, it was a real fake award in the early Audis. Wow, George. Okay, point taken. (laughs) You are a real fan. We believe you. Having said that, and with all due respect, you guys suck. You've sucked (laughs) for a long time, but it seems like every attempt you make to make it suck less makes it suck more. First of all, the problem isn't that Oscars are so white or Oscars are so old. The Academy has successfully grown to 9,000 diverse members. The problem is Oscars so boring. I turned this off this year for the first time ever. It was dull and joyless. Every year, the ratings drop, and every year, you guys tinker with the show format. But in your efforts to fix it, you always ruin it. Maybe you don't know this because most of you are over 100 years old, but people actually like comedians and singers and musical numbers a lot. The best part of an award show isn't the boring speeches or the humanitarian awards, but rather (laughs) the jokes, the interactions between famous people, the musical numbers, and the fun. You guys have distilled your show down to the bare bones of boredom. The next problem is the movies you've nominated. Hundreds of films are released every year. They are the greatest, most bankable American export. Yet those aren't the films you guys like. Right. Instead, over the past generation, an archetype has emerged. The Oscar movie. These movies are usually long, boring, and take Mm -hmm. themselves way too serious. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Now, I'm a huge fan of these kinds of movies, but I'm the only one. You're in good company with me, I'll be honest. But when I think about it, I'm like, guys. Ain't nobody like this movie. Except for us. <laughs> I'm in these theaters with one Ourselves. other person. Yeah. And the elderly, which yeah, I love. <laughs> and my other movie dork friends. Nobody goes to see them. Fewer than 10 million people tuned in to watch the Oscars this year. That's a huge ratings failure. But let's consider this. I'm pretty sure 10 million people is more than the number of people who watched all the Academy Award nominated films combined. Oh, my gosh. True. A decade ago, after the Academy failed to nominate The Dark Knight, you changed the category to include 10 films. But all that's done is expanded to 10 films nobody watches. So real. The final problem is that by the time the Oscars roll around, everybody knows who's going to win in every category. The only suspense left is maybe best documentary short. This is unsatisfying at best. There's no drama, no suspense, no tension, just inevitable awards given to folks who've been winning them all season. Mm-hmm. And then when there is a genuine surprise, it's seen as a shocking snub. Like Anthony Hopkins, well-deserved win for best actor this year. Everybody now feels like Chadwick Boseman was slighted, but that's only because Chadwick Boseman had won all the awards up to this moment, and it was so shocking. So the surprise is gone, and now you're just left with angry people. A lot of angry people. A lot of angry people. And also as an aside, Chadwick Boseman is a genius, and he should have been nominated for both his work into Five Bloods and Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, and Dead or Alive, he should have won an Academy Award this year. Having said that... I know good and well that all the folks complaining on Twitter this week did not see that movie. (laughs) Y'all are just wanting Black Panther to win an Oscar. Well, and that makes sense. So what I say to them is welcome to the club of your favorite actor not winning an Academy Award. Mm -hmm. You may join the Tom Cruise fans. Okay, well, I ain't one of those, (laughs) and I think we all know that. Here's my solution for the Academy. You've got to add suspense. And you have to increase the inclusion of popular movies and you have to make it fun again. I say stop trying to make it shorter. It's just going to be a long show. I say you double down and make it a four hour show and you have a musical number and comedians and clips of the performances. And then I think we have to do it tournament style. You have to think of categories like best comedy, best horror, best sci-fi, best fantasy, get people interested, then have the winners of each of those categories that are announced throughout the night be the films that are up for best picture at the end of the night. So you're scooping the Golden Globes and the SAG because they don't have those categories. At the end of the night, we reveal the big winner and we have no idea who's going to win between the best comedy and the best horror. It'll probably be the best boring Oscar movie, but at least there'll be some anticipation. I also think you have to get Ryan Seacrest to host. Dude knows how to host yeah, an uninteresting show. Yeah, no doubt. Like, no doubt. He still has people who are watching American Idol 20 years later on the edge of their seats. Get Ryan Seacrest. He yeah, he knows what me. he's doing. Trust me. Everybody likes him, too. He's just a likable guy. Yeah, it's not that hard. All you have to do is make it interesting. This is what's so ironic. You guys are the judges of entertainment and artistry in America, but you suck at it yourself. That's all I'm so saying. So why are you the judges? It's like it's like you're Hollywood for f**k's sake. You're right. supposed you to should, be the right. best. You should be nailing this. Yeah, it shouldn't be no problem. 
The problem the Academy has that the NFL doesn't is that we don't just watch the Super Bowl and judge the entire entity by that one game. They have other things to present. So that's the other thing the Academy should consider. How do you make yourself relevant year round? What else can you do? The Academy was created almost a hundred years ago because Hollywood was getting a weird reputation. There were sex scandals. Charlie Chaplin had a mistress. And so these producers were trying to fix the problem and be like, how do we get rid of this Holly weird image and make us look reputable and elegant and we're serving the community and culture. So they created the Academy of motion pictures, arts and sciences, but you're really failing right now because everybody looks at you a bunch of weirdos who don't even know what a good movie looks like. So I pray you'll take my advice because I cannot foresee you making it to your 100th award ceremony if you don't. You are welcome to reach out to me. I will charge you my full rate. Sincerely, George N. Caloris, the funniest person you know. Dang, George dropping <laughs> in that fire. <laughs> that man is on fire. Woo, I feel scalded and I wasn't even the subject of that letter. I hate it for them because all I want in life is to be the subject of that letter. I would love to be a voting member of the Academy, but I want it to exist by the time they think of giving me that honor. Growing up, my biggest dream was to win an Oscar. And in the last five years, I've thought to myself, why would I want to sit in that theater for all these hours to pick up a trophy? And then go home. <laughs> well, no, you get to go to some bomb-ass parties. Yeah, but I don't really even care about that, if I'm honest. I'm old. I'm tired. If I'm that famous, I got the money to eat and say and do you whatever I want to do. I ain't going to that dumb party. I'm going home. If you won an Academy Award, your ass would be at the freaking Elton John Vanity Fair party later that night, holding the gold and getting hammered. No, you think that, George? You really don't know me. I'll show up. I'll kiss some hands. You have to kiss hands. It's not Catholic church. I kiss some hands and I'm out of here. It's too stuffy for me now. I used to think it was about artistry and this standard that we were all reaching for. But lately it just feels like it's kind of lost it for me. I'm not that excited about it. And I do love the art of film. I watched all the movies this year. There's some great films. This award show did nothing to showcase them, did nothing to get people excited about them, did nothing to get people to go watch those movies, and did nothing to promote the Academy and whatever its purpose is at this point. I don't even know. I don't understand why we didn't show clips. You can get an editor alone in a room I don't to know. do that. That's it's not a socially distanced, compromised thing. You could put one guy in there and be like, get us these clips, and that's it. Yeah, I cannot understand why people who seemingly know how to put together a TV show. It was produced by Steven Soderbergh, who knows how to make film, decided not to. It was a disaster. I hate it for them. I hope they'll take my advice. Joe Biden, if you're listening, let the Academy know I'm here to help them. We are really excited because we have some very special guests joining us today. A couple weeks back, we had Allison Rogers Nash joining us on the show. I say Nash like that because Allison is recently married and we got her name all wrong. Pandemic bride, everything went wrong. Right. It was just adding on. Yeah. This week, we're joined by Atlantia, the whole yes. group. 
We have Kristen Weller, Gene Kelly, and Allison Rogers Nash with us. Guys, how are you? So good. So good. Happy to be with y'all. Allison, your name oh. sounds like Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Oh, I know. More than ever. Don't now. think I don't know. Good for you. <laughs> Atlantia, it is an honor to have you all here. Tell us a little bit about the group. Allison told us how you guys started-ish, but we kind of saved the best questions for all of you. Give us a lowdown. How did this come about? Well, really, it was a shared love of Harry Potter and tomfoolery, I would say. But initially, <laughs> with a heavy dash of Kristen Wiig love. Yes. yes. And maybe worship, you could say. Wow. <laughs> we basically met at an MP Nights. Shouts out. Shout oh, out. We just stood in the lobby afterwards for probably about an hour every week, just making, making up, up bits, <laughs> making up bits, and scream laughing and scaring everyone. Yeah. And we decided we should start doing that in private <laughs> and, and then professionally. <laughs> private as, to professional. You do, right? yeah, I right. love it. That's how all good things start. Right? Yeah. <laughs> private to professional was also my high school nickname. <laughs> Speaking of nicknames, did any of you guys have any other good old high school nicknames? <laughs> No, you know, that was it. That was it. Okay, great. I got the held up fist a lot in the hallways because I was a very outspoken female Mm. in my school Mm. and feminism wasn't quite popular. So it was a lonely path. Okay. I thought you meant it was a fist of respect. I didn't realize you meant it was was a fist of rage. It was a fist of respect, but they were doing it as a joke. Oh, okay. I'm like, you're going to be unhappy and alone. <laughs> a disrespect respect. You're a like, and look at me. Respect. I'm so happy. I was on The Voice. Yes, that's right, America. Jean yeah. Kelly was a contestant on The Voice. Right. She was. Oh, that's awesome. This is The Voice. Oh. I feel like we just started getting together on our own so as to not scare the children. <laughs> and we found that while we would be planning movie nights, we actually spent the whole night making up bits and writing sketches that we would never make. <laughs> right. And then I finally talked them into going to Dad's Garage with me to take my level one class for the third time. Mm. So and you, what? what? <laughs> You're very talented. You're very smart. Why Did you not pass the first two? <laughs> George, I know it was. It's really hard. So technically, I did audit the first one, but oh, I was awesome. never technically in the class, even though I took every single class. So I had to take it again. And our class just didn't really drive, and you move on to level two with those people. Mm-hmm. So. I was just like, she I'm said, just gonna... over my dead body. <laughs> That's correct. Third time was the charm. And then we went through every level together. And around that time, we used some of the skills that we learned and started incorporating it into having more structure for our sketches. And here we are, rich and famous. <laughs> right. I love it. Sharing as, headphones, right. as rich people do. <laughs> we are. As George said, as, one, as the top Atlanta <laughs> party group. <laughs> That's right. Everyone can be an influencer now. Mm -hmm. That is very true, but not everyone can do it like you guys. We have been so excited about this week, not only because you guys are phenomenal, but because Allison promised us (laughs) a Queen Latifah parody when you guys joined (laughs) us. So I got to ask, do you guys 
have something for us tonight. Shall we go for it? <laughs> um, pairing, pairing Aardvark and Queen Latifah was a real was a real challenge, but it, I think that we was. rose to the occasion. Um, we knew that after three rounds of level one improv, <laughs> God, you I could hope take I that so challenge <laughs> and rise like, to oh, it. Just let Jean, just let her go to level two. <laughs> just, so you know, sad. we're just going to let her go. We're going to pay her this time to come back. <laughs> she actually taught our level one class. <laughs> <laughs> let me set the stage. A dark night in a city full of dangers for all the animal kingdom. When out comes the aardvark queen, colon, Latifa. Mm. She is the aardvark queen. Right. Latifa. Latifa. Right. <laughs> Not to be confused with aardvark, aardvark, colon, queen Latifa. <laughs> it's a whole different animal. <laughs> that colon makes a massive it difference. Absolutely. It does. So this is her theme song for her crime fighting show. All right. Great. <gasps> Whenever there's an aardvark in trouble, Queen Latifah, she'll crush every bad guy to rubble. Queen Latifah, she's the savior of animals. Alpha, you better call. Here she comes, help on the double. Queen Latifah. Oh my god, that's so great! I'm shaking, I'm so excited. When you started on the first Queen Latifah, I was like, this is power. I'm giving you the fist of power, Jean. I'm fisting all of you guys in power. That was phenomenal. Also, if anyone knows Queen Latifah's producer, if we could just get that in her hand more. We have a lot of really prominent listeners, and probably Queen Latifah's producer is one of them. If Listen, Joe Biden I mean, is a regular, why right? wouldn't Latifah's producer? Exactly. exactly. And hey, exactly. Joe, if you're listening, just shoot me an email connecting me to the producer, and I'll take it from there. Right, right, right. Yeah. Also, um, the Atlanta Zoo, if you have any aardvarks, we'd yeah. love to come we'll in. We'll do a commercial. Let you know that you're safe. Yeah. Someone's on your side. Take uh, a press tour photo, yes. whatever we need to do. Yes. I want to watch this show. I'm right? dying to watch Aardvark Queen Latifah. Yes, because they're animated. There are so like many Aardvarks that are in danger these days. Yeah. It's a DuckTales spinoff. Yes. I don't yes. know. <laughs> <laughs> I got to be honest. It kills me to not be able to join it. <laughs> when you guys did the Queen Latifah, I want to come in. <laughs> like, if yes. you do this, you will add their song. It was a great song. Nobody asked you. I know that. No. I know no. it. Oh, yeah. Abigail, oh, always well, invited. Even if it's delayed, I want you on the fourth yes. harmony. Yes. Yes. You guys, they, well, anytime, I'm happy. Feel free to, to add it in post. <laughs> yeah, I do often. I, yeah, I'll just dub myself over. Don't even great. worry, guys. It'll be great. By the time oh. you listen to it, it'll be a solo of Abigail. <laughs> But it's like a ballad now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little slower. Um, I just a couple tweets. <laughs> Speaking of making up songs on the fly, we mm. wanted to play an improv game with you guys. Since you oh. guys are improv experts now. Okay. Oh, well, so, this game is a game that you may recognize if you used to watch the show Whose Line Is It Anyway? One never of my heard of it. personal faves. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, you're let's let's wrap the show here. <laughs> this game is called Show Stopping Number. 
What we're going to do is have the three of you improvise a scene. I'm going to give you a location and a subject. And then you guys will just start creating this scene for us. And when George thinks one of you guys says something worth singing about, he's going <laughs> to buzz you. And whatever <laughs> sentence has been said last, you guys get to make up a song Broadway style about that sentence now you guys can sing together you can sing Mm -hmm. solo there are no real rules on that (laughs) except to have a great time the location is high school cafeteria because what good musical doesn't take place in a high school yes and Mm -hmm. the subject at hand is brussels sprouts Mm. and that's why i'm running for student class president because I feel that we should change our menus. I think that taking Brussels sprouts off the menu is my number one active agenda. And then soda in the water fountains. Boo, Eustace, get off the stage. All right, all right. Uh, Eustace, that was a very nice speech. Thank you so much for stepping up today as the only candidate for student vice president. Uh, Eustace sounds like useless. <laughs> Eustace sounds like useless. That's all that he hears when he goes to sleep at night. Now listen, Eustace, I don't want you to get upset by Brad, okay? Brad's such a bully. Whatever, I'm dope. Brad is a bully, and bullies never prosper. Donald Trump did. (laughs) Oh, no. Eustace, we don't speak of such a man. We've written them out of history. The year is 2025. Sorry. He who must not be named. Thank you. And Our president is Queen Latifah, now she rocks. All hail Queen Latifah, all hail Queen Latifah, she's brave and she's strong and she's got it going on, all hail Queen Aardvark Queen Latifah is my hero, and I fashioned my speech after her inaugural address. Why was it not better received? Well, Eustace, now's a good time to talk to you about plagiarism. It didn't always go over well in past speeches, and I know you're a high schooler and you have a lot to learn, but plagiarism stops here. Plagiarism stops here. You'll never see it coming at my door. Plagiarism stops here. You'll never see it coming at my door. Well, always fun. And scene. Guys, I am so amazed. I just love it. I I don't know how you do that. (laughs) 
That's what you guys are hilarious. It's because you work together so much. You're so <laughs> great that you don't even realize it's that your we crappiest each stuff is still great. Sandwiches. <laughs> exactly. Frozen. I okay, love group it. Kiss. No. <laughs> <laughs> That was excellent. Thank you, guys. That was really funny. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. This was so fun. That was hilarious. It sounds like all, <laughs> and I do mean all of those improv classes, paid off. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. What? My dad coming? disagrees. <laughs> Thank you. Though. They always do. <laughs> What's next for Atlantia? I'm guessing a lot of fortune, <laughs> fame, fame, prestige. Yes. I mean, we just got the inside scoop on a new platform it's a social media app that's not gotten a lot of traction yet. Mm. It's called TikTok, so keep an yeah. eye out for it. Keep an eye out. Um, it's called no. Newsmax. Yeah. <laughs> they don't know that we're doing parodies. So. Yeah. We're taking a page out of Blair Erskine's book yeah. and tricking everyone. We just found out about TikTok, so we're posting. So that's great. We're yeah. There. There's not many people on that app yet, so I think. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They maybe really like pioneers. Just a couple million. I mean, yeah. we're in on the ground floor. We're exactly the right age group to, <laughs> yeah. to thrive. Elder millennials? Yeah. Um, That's right. So you'd think they would listen to us? Right. But and not make don't. fun of us. But They don't like that we like Harry Potter, and I have a problem with that. Yeah. We're doing some stuff with that, trying to broaden our minds <laughs> to steal a Harry Potter quote. And I'm hoping once the world starts opening back up, we can start doing some shows more and yeah. just getting together more in general. But that was most of what we were doing before... COVID was, we did a lot of guest spots in live shows Mm -hmm. and we had to really ramp up video content before the world shut down so that we would still have stuff to put out. And obviously it's presented a unique opportunity. A lot of things that we wouldn't have made time to film, Mm -hmm. we've had plenty of time to film them and edit them and be a lot more creative than you can be in a live show. Because as the girls always let me know, I have literally million dollar ideas, as in we cannot afford to do anything <laughs> have an idea. That before. sounds like my personal taste in everything. Yes, yes thank you. I have rich feelings. She's um, like, right. how much is one of those giant turbine engine fans? Can oh, you get one of those? <laughs> <laughs> it's, the least, no. it's the least they can. Right. But I think that it's going to be fun to start integrating the two things back together and get in front of an audience again. And We've learned a lot. Content has changed dramatically in this year. Attention spans have changed. That new app, TikTok, has changed. Comedy can't take a long time. And so it's also helped us get to the funny faster. So Mm -hmm. there's ups and downs of all of it. And hopefully we just take everything we learned into this next season. And you can follow us on social media. We always forget to say we do. We are Atlantia on Instagram and TikTok. I believe that's I think the same. That's, mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't even know. That's how new. Hey, that listen, is. We don't we're going to plug it all. It's we are Atlantia. Spelled just like Atlanta, but with an I-A. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, this is great. And we will have links to your stuff in the description for the podcast. But guys, thank you so much for coming on here. This thank you for having thank us. You. This was so fun. We'll be back next week and the week after. Okay, bye. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You guys are always welcome guests on the Funniest People I Know <laughs> podcast. I'll tell you that right now. We'll feel honored to have you any week you want to come. Uh, thank you. Well, as long as you invest in five-timer jackets, we're there. So. <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys it. so much for yeah. having yeah. us. Thank you. Bye. This has been another episode of Funniest People I Know. Thank you so much to our guests, Gene Kelly, Kristen Weller, and Allison Rogers-Nash of Atlantia for joining us. For more information about Atlantia, check out We Are Atlantia on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, the new service.
We record for the Georgia Radio Reading Service. Thank you to producer Jane Boynton, who edits the show. If you enjoy the show, please like, review, subscribe, and share with a friend. We're available on every service, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, and Pandora. You can email us at funniestpeopleiknow at gmail.com or find us on Facebook and Instagram at funniestpeopleiknow. Have a hilarious week. See you next time. (laughs) 